Well, hey, everybody, and welcome once again to Ancient Ways for Modern Days. My name is Mike Freeman. I pastor Valley Christian Fellowship in Longview, Washington, and this is the Monday of the last week of the year, which means that over these next five days, we are going to finish our devotional journey through the New Testament. It's been a journey. Uh, thank you for those who have been part of it. Uh, many of you have been part of it from the start. I st- still hear from families and and uh, men and women alike that say that this is part of their, their routine as they, they drive to work or as they, they sit down with their families in the morning or in the evening for devotions. And I uh, I just feel so uh, thankful, so honored that, that you... Uh, that you'll be willing to listen to my voice and uh, and hear some teaching, really not my voice, but hopefully the, the word of scripture and that it's been an encouragement to you. I, I hope that you've grown this last year and, uh, and I look forward to this new year. In, in the new year, we're going to probably do something a little bit different. Um, I'm likely going to just kind of latch onto one book and, and go verse by verse through it. And, uh, and so five to 10 minute video every day, walking through a book of the Bible, we'll still have our Valley reading plan. We'll make that available to you if you're interested, but this will be an addition to that. And it will kind of help us get our mind around a, an entire book of the Bible. And uh, I'm looking forward to that. That's how, that's really how we prefer to preach. We preach through books of the Bible. We, we cover all of the, the entire book of a Bible little by little. And, uh, and that really is how we grow as uh, the word of God, the word of Christ dwells in us richly. Well, enough of that. Um, I, I would like to jump into Revelation chapter 18. So over the next few days, we're going to cover Revelation 18 through uh, 20, uh, 22, and in doing that, um, we're going to finish the entire New, New Testament. Now, Revelation 18, it's really, it's paired with Revelation 17. So if you're listening to this on the day it's it, it's launched, it's Monday, it's the day after Christmas. Strange talking about judgment uh, right around Christmas, but you know what? The Lord's faithful in that. Uh, that said, this text Revelation 18, it's paired with 17. And what we saw at the end of last week was that in Revelation 17, you have Jesus's victory, his judgment over the, the, the false religion that takes place during the tribulation. And we saw a great warning for our own hearts to make sure that we're not becoming synchronistic. We're not, we're not saying, you know, this is part of my faith and this matches the culture. And so because I want to be approved by the culture, I'm going to highlight this part of my faith, but, but I'm going to diminish parts of my faith that maybe culture is not happy about or would not approve of. That that was Friday. Now now we're in chapter 18, which is not judgment against the religious, the false religious, the false uh, worship that exists during the tribulation. It's rather a judgment against the the economical and really the the, the political um, being that is uh, Rome or Babylon. This false, uh, really should be Babylon is what I should say, but this this false uh, government that stands in opposition to Christ. So what I want to do is I want to look at how the, the text begins, the chapter begins, and, and then how the chapter ends. If you want to turn with me, Revelation 18 verses 1 through 3, uh, John continues, he says, after this, I saw another angel coming down from heaven, having great authority, and the earth was made bright with his glory. And he called out with a mighty voice, fallen, fallen is Babylon the great. She has become a dwelling place for demons, a haunt for every unclean spirit, a haunt for every unclean bird, a haunt for every unclean and detestable beast. For all the nations have drunk the wine of her passion, of her sexual immorality, and the kings, sorry about that, the kings 
of the earth have committed immorality with her, and the merchants of the earth have grown rich from the power of her luxurious living. And what you have in the rest of this then is you have the different merchants. You have the kings, you, you have the craftsmen, you have the merchants, the seafarers, and all of them are lamenting the fall of this really economic system that holds the world together, especially during the tribulation. And then you get to the very end of the text or the chapter, verses 21 through 24. It says, Then a mighty angel took a great stone, like a great millstone, and threw it into the sea, saying, so will Babylon, the great city, be thrown down with violence and will be found no more. And the sound of the harpists and the musicians of flute players and trumpeters will be heard in you no more. And a craftsman of any craft will be found in you no more. And the sound of the mill will be heard in you no more. And the light of the lamp will shine in you no more. And the voice of the bridegroom and the bride will be heard in you no more. For the merchants were the great ones of the earth, and all nations were deceived by your sorcery. They're drawn in by the the remedies of the, this false economic system. This this I shouldn't say false. This godless economic system. Really, this is kind of like they've sold their soul to reap the benefits of the world. Verse 24. And in her was found the blood of the prophets and of the saint, of saints and of all who have been slain on earth. You know, in this, they, there is a persecution of the faithful for it goes hand in hand with the, with the advancement of, of those who would really sell their soul for the economic gain or for the sexual gain or for the, the, the luxury or for the wealth or for the pleasure that comes with aligning themselves and really living for the, the economic system of the world. You know, what we saw last time when we looked at Revelation 17 is the danger of, of compromising our faith to align with systems of the world, uh, religiously speaking. And, and here what we have is the same. It's, it's the danger of compromising our faith for the benefits of the world, the good things the world would offer if we would, if we would just uh, deny Christ or, or, or maybe diminish certain aspects of our faith. But, but ultimately what we see here is this, this picture of this millstone being thrown down. And this is the picture of the ultimate judgment the, the ultimate judgment of, of this Babylon, this, this nation, this, this world that stands in opposition to the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Now this, this actually, this might seem far off. This is, this is future. This is yet to take place. This seems like maybe not even something for us to worry about. But, but actually, in terms of the ancient way for our modern day, this, the application meets you and I right where we are. It meets us by, by asking us to consider what ways are we living where we are so concerned with the things and the goods and the pleasures and the prosperity of this world that we're willing to ignore the call of God in Christ. Let me just 
ask you to take some time introspectively to 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 ask the Lord to help you to be aware of yourself and your own heart and your own desires. What are the things of this world that you that you allow to draw you away from a sincere devotion to Christ? Let me let me just maybe offer a few things that are worth our consideration. Yeah, I think first of all is is prosperity. That's what this chapter really details is those who have become rich and they have become rich in part by their alignment with this this uh, this Babylon. And, and this calls us to say, are we aligning with the world in ways that we're we're aiming for profit, but it's requiring compromise? Or, or what about pleasure? What about pleasure? This this chapter talks about sexuality. It talks about immorality. It talks about um, this kind of uh, self uh, pleasure that comes with joining with the world. It talks about drunkenness. It talks about uh, selling our soul for the pleasure of the world. What ways are we doing that? Are, are there ways where we are so desirous of the pleasures of the world that we are we're a maybe abusing or we're going beyond what we're allowed to do or are we ignoring our conscience as the spirit is is calling us toward a different lifestyle what about what about entertainment and our screen time yeah i wonder if your screen time report today if you were to look at it for this last week what it would say in terms of the amount of entertainment you've taken and if you read your bible on your screen amount of time you spent in the scripture or or learning or studying is your bible more used than your phone or or vice versa the 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 things of the world they're so deceptive they're so subtle in the way they draw us in see we could go on and on but but ultimately what i want you to see is that all of these things they're part of this world system that's going to be thrown into the sea like a millstone. It's going to be done with in its entirety. And Jesus will be seen as the one who is worthy. The one that we really want. See, the ancient way for our modern day, uh, Revelation 18, this is future stuff. This is this is when, when the, the, the evil economic system of Babylon will be judged. But for us today, what ways are we uh, beholden? To, to the evil system of this world. What, what needs to change in your life? And this is worth considering as we, as we consider our ancient way for our modern day.